Now, I love hearing those stories of influence. You know, if, if you know Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord, it's because somebody was an influencer in your life. That's the series we're in. At least one person, probably, probably more than one person. I, uh, I was raised by uh, parents who loved Jesus. I talked about them last week. My parents loved the Lord and was raised in a home. And that, they, they led me to Christ. But honestly, it was one night at church, a coach shared his testimony with us. And, you know, being a, a kid who loved sports way more than he should have, probably, uh, I was always listening more when a coach was talking than other people. And, and I paid attention that night, and I realized I needed a Savior. And that night, I, I, I prayed and, and uh, confessed Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. I'm so grateful for Coach Forney, uh, for his influence in my life, and, and him being willing to share what God had done in his life so they could have an impact on mine. And so we're in this series influencer where we're we're really just diving into the truth of what it means to really live out a life where we have impact on lives of others we make a a lasting impact on somebody else's life so I brought something with me today to kind of help me talk about it does anybody recognize what these tiny little fruits are y'all know what these are yeah what are these kumquats that's right and so these grow on a kumquat tree in my yard and when we bought the property we started clearing it and um, while we were clearing it we found a pecan tree and I was like sweet I own a pecan tree, but there was a problem with the pecan tree. There were no pecans. See, I thought that just how it worked, right? If there was a pecan tree, there should be pecans, but there were no pecans. So I began to do a little research. You know, I Googled pecan trees, all right? And so what I learned was you needed two pecan trees for there to be pecans. So we went and planted a very small pecan tree. So you have this huge pecan tree and this tiny little pecan tree. And then the next year, there were pecans. I was pumped up. There wasn't enough of the other tree. And they didn't make like real pecans. I don't know where they're at yet, but like you're not eating whatever this is, right? So it's a little disappointing. But so we went about and we planted some fruit trees, right? So we have a fig tree. We planted, by the way, if you want to know anything about fig trees, one thing I've learned. If you live right next to a right-of-way where they might bring, bring big equipment in and out, don't put the fig tree right there. Because when they drive by, it dies. That's what I've learned so far. So no more figs. What's interesting though, we had this tiny little fig tree and it would produce figs. We, we, produce, we, we planted a satsuma tree, which has gotten pretty big, but produces nothing so far. It's just sitting there. Right, they got cold the last few days. I don't know, anybody notice that? They got cold the last few days. So I found myself in the dark the other day while it was freezing, wrapping blankets around fruit trees. I don't even really eat fruit, to be honest about it, right? I don't love fruit. I love windy, right? And so that's why I was out there, right? But, but here's, I want you to consider this today as we, as we talk about who we are in Christ. If you want to leave an influence for Christ, it has to be because it's true of who you are. It has to be real in us. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Like, I could be an influence in your life. I can have an impact on your life. You can follow after me and it will help you follow after Jesus, which is an incredibly bold statement to make, Right? Why? Because I'm following Jesus. I mean, this is the same man who says of himself that he's the worst of all sinners. 
that he's the least of the saints, that he's the last of the apostles. And here he is saying, hey, if you want to know what it looks like to follow Jesus, look at me. Because I'm imitating Christ. Because I'm following after him. Because I'm being changed by the power of Christ. Oh, I want us to have that type of boldness in our witness and in our faith and in our life that we would be able to share with the world. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. But there's some things that have to be true of us. And so today, the, the point, the principle I'm going to teach, it's a principle, not, not really a practice. Like sometimes we just have to learn how things work. Like sometimes we just want to learn how to make things work. But there's some truths in life that this is just how some things work. Whether you like it or not, this is how it's going to work. Whether you want it to work that way, this is how it's going to work. Whether you wish you could make it work a different way, this is how it is going to work, all right? And it's a parable found in Matthew chapter seven. I love how Jesus taught with parables. Parables are made up stories that help us learn spiritual truths because he was such a creative teacher, all right? And he could help us learn how to follow after him in ways that we could understand. So this is Matthew chapter seven, starting in verse 15. It says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn, bush, thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. I wanna stop there. I want you to consider that verse. Every healthy tree bears good fruit. If you are a healthy tree, then you are bearing good fruit. Not you could, not you should, not you would. You will bear fruit. That's why it says in Scripture, Jesus also teaches, if you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But the diseased trees bear bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. I'm going to stop for a second. I'm going to turn this off. Nope, not that one. That one. That noise shouldn't bother me. But um, anyway, so, here's the, so you're going to produce what is true of who you are. And here's, here's the principle that I want you to learn today. We, we leave what we live. That's what you're going to leave with your life. You're going to leave what you live. You're not going to leave behind how you should have lived or how you could have lived. There will be no impact made by the decisions you should have made or the words you should have spoken. You're not going to leave any influence in anybody's life because of who you hoped you would become. The influence of your life will be what you live. That's what you're going to leave behind. When you go to work, how you live in that workplace is the influence you live, leave behind. No matter how good you are at your job, no matter how skilled you are, the real influence of your life is not just those skills you have, it's how you live the life you live. In school, on a team, wherever God has you, whatever you're here and now is, we leave behind that which we live. The fruit of our life is that which is true of our life. You can't live by fear and leave the influence of faith. 
You can't live arrogantly and leave behind the influence of the humility of Christ. You're going to leave behind the influence of the life you truly and actually live. It has to be true to the root of who we are. We have to live it. If you're going to leave behind an influence for Christ, it's because you're going to live a life that abides in Christ. You're going to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. It's going to be true of who you are. You know, I have a book I bought, it arrived this past week. I'm surprised I wanted to buy this book. It's written by somebody that I have for years not particularly been a fan of. It was written by Tom Brady. <laughs> but he no longer plays for the New England Patriots. All right, and by the way, I'm going to tell you something if you didn't know this. Uh, there's about four teams out there that there's just something wrong with your soul if you root for them. The New England Patriots, the USC Trojans, the University of Alabama Crimson Tide, and the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> but anyway, so Tom Brady wrote this book, The TB12 Method, and here's what it's about. How to do what you love better and for longer. He's 44. We would have gone to high school together. And he's dominating the NFL. If I play anything, I hurt for days. And I work out. Like, it still happens, right? Like, but, but I mean, here's why. This is why I bought the book, because he's living it. He's, he's earned the right for me to ha listen to what he has to say about it. And then he started talking about hydration and drinking a whole bunch of water. And I was like, oh, well, that's never going to work. So anyway, but, <laughs> right, but I, he's, he's living it. He can leave that influence. He's earned the right to be heard. If you want to leave an influence for Christ, I have a question for you. Why would anybody listen to you about what you have to say about Jesus? Is it true of you? Are the things that we say about Jesus and how he changes lives true of you? It has to be true to the very root of who we are. So here's the challenge for you. Become the influence you desire. Like truly become it. Live it. Dive into your faith. Grow in the wisdom of God's word. Connect and have authentic relationships with believers and grow in Christ. Serve others as Christ has served us. Love others as Christ has loved you. Forgive others as Christ has forgiven you. Like, you have to become the influence you want to be. It has to be true of you. You can't fake this. You have to live this. Yesterday, man, that expo was such a fantastic experience. I was so proud of our team, but I had to head out early because we were hosting my, my, my father-in-law and his sister at our house because we were watching their brother's funeral in Arizona. And um, they had already been to a family memorial, but now they were having another one at the church that he had pastored for 26 years, Uncle Paul. He was in ministry for 47, I think, and he pastored this one church in Kingman, Arizona for 26 years. And so as a guy who's been pastoring a church for 20, all right, um, I was just kind of, watching it from, I guess, that perspective. And it was really, it really kind of hit me. And people got up and just said all these amazing things about Uncle Paul. 
No one quoted a single sermon he preached. No one talked about a sermon series. No one said, you know, I learned this, this one truth from him. They talked about how he lived his life. About how he loved his wife. About how he led his children. About how he loved on them and he showed up and he cared and he spoke the witness of Christ. How he was a bold witness for Jesus uh, they, they talked about how he took them on their first mission trip or how the first time they learned to witness, they were with him seeing him be a witness of Christ. And man, I was so challenged because the truth is all the gifts that God gave Uncle Paul, the real influence of his life was his life. Who he was day in and day out. Season in and season out. Become the influence you desire. It has to be true of you to the very root of who you are if we're going to be these influencers for Christ. Our gifts are not our influence. Our lives are. Truth is, reality is the more gifted you are and the less authentic and connected you are, the more dangerous you are. So if we're not careful, we're not really living this out. Those gifts, those abilities, and those talents, instead of being blessings, they become burdens. You can't carry it in the weight of a falsehood or a lie. You have to live this out. You have to allow the Lord to change you to the very, very root of who you are. We have to remember this all the time. It talks about the diseased tree and the healthy tree. I want you to remember this point today. Any good is all grace. If there is any good in you, it is the grace of God in you. Any good in us is the grace of God in us. Actually, it says this in Romans seven eighteen, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Can anybody say amen and agree with that? Is anybody else ever, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be good. I remember as a kid who got in trouble all the time. Every once in a while, I'd be like, I'm gonna be good all day. Some of you are going, that was your goal? Hey, this is a long day, all right, it was a long day. So I'm gonna be good all, all day. I'm not, I'm not gonna write my name on the board today. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, no check marks. See, kids get to like do positive things on the signs today, like they get to move up and, no, we just moved down. That's all we did was move down, all right? And man, it was so hard to do, like just, I, just m motivational speech in the morning didn't get it done, right? And, and so here's the thing, we can all relate to that, but man, God changes us from the root up. He changes everything about who we are. And any good that is in us is his grace in us. The thing we have to remember is we were all diseased. Every single one of us was a diseased tree. We are dead in our transgressions and sins. Romans 3.20, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There are none that are righteous, no, not one. But Ephesians 2, that great hope, is that we've been made alive together with Christ Jesus. This hope, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and it's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no man can boast. It's by his grace 
His goodness towards us, even in the fact that we are undeserving of it. It's not by our works, because you can't earn it. But we don't experience this grace except through faith. Have you put your faith in in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord? Because if there's any good in you, it is all God's grace in you. So some of you are going, man, I'd love to leave a different influence. I'd love to live a different life. Here's how that happens, is Christ Jesus changes your life. There's no other solution to that. I don't have three steps to becoming a better person, but I know one, becoming a different one. And it's the saving grace and lordship of Jesus Christ. Any good in us is all God's grace in us. And we have to remember that. Because if, if we forget that, we'll be walking around, hey, I'm a good tree. Do you see that good fruit I left over there? Good tree. I'm a good tree. Now, you were a diseased tree, and you're a changed tree. And God's working in you and through you, but it has to change you to the very root of who you are. And so if we're going to be this, it talks about a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Like, it can't can't help but produce what it is you know it reminds me of when the apostles are being persecuted they were told not to speak in the name of Jesus and they literally say we can't help but speak I don't know how to not talk about Jesus man I was like I could have shown you some ways not to do it like <laughs> I could get, you know like I, I've fallen guilty of that right man I, I can't help but speak because they were so in love with the grace of Christ but here's the the principle we need to understand about who we are is authenticity is a necessity. If you want to live a life of real influence, authenticity is a necessity. You can't hide who you are and God use you in showing people who he is. You can't. You can't pretend to be somebody you're not so that the Lord can use you. He needs you to be who you are, even if you're not where you should have been. He's going to use you from where you are. But we struggle with that. We struggle with authenticity and honesty and living that out. You know, fruit is the sign of who we are, but the root is the source of it. And in John 13, 35, it says this, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It should be the fruit of who we are. You know, we have a core action here at our church. It's keep it real. It means to, we talk about living lives that are authentic and unique in Christ. And we want you to build authentic and, and real relationships with other people. We, we, we want to encourage you to be who you are in Christ today. But I believe this. I believe if you are who you are in Christ today, authentically and honestly before the Lord, you'll be a different person in Christ tomorrow. And you'll be a different person the day after that. In a year from now, he'll have changed what you're struggling with in your life right now. And, you know, like, that's how he works in and through us. But here's the hard part about authenticity is authenticity requires vulnerability. And vulnerability requires humility. The truth is, if we lose our authenticity, it's because we lost our humility along the way. And we forgot that all the good is all God's grace. We got more concerned about what somebody thinks than the Lord we serve. 
Oh, that we'd be willing to be just real in Christ. And here's what we're asking the Lord to do is change our roots. Allow the Lord to change your roots, the very, very core and root of who you are. Abide in Christ and he in you and you will bear much fruit. Is he the source of your life? If you want to set an influence for love, are you living in the love of Christ? If you want to be an influence for, for grace and generosity and goodness towards others, are you living in his grace and his generosity and his goodness towards you? It has to change into your very soul. We have to stop expecting God to produce fruit in our lives that, not, that does not match the life we live. Are we going to abide in Christ? Are we going to live an authentic and real faith in Christ being changed day in and day out by the power of our Lord? Are we going to be like Paul who says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, but also says to himself, I'm the worst of all sinners, the least of the saints, the last of the apostles. But God, by God's grace, I am who I am. Oh, that we would trust the grace of God. No, we, we have to make the decisions day in and day out that allow this to be true of us. You know, one of the principles I learned a long time ago was this, is you can choose your choices, but you can't choose your consequences. That's how we like to live. You can choose your choices, but you can't choose the outcomes. That's what we want to do. We want to just choose the outcome. Live however we want to live and then get this outcome. Live however we want to live and then get this consequence. That's not how it works. We're going to have to choose to, to put our roots deep into the love and truth of who our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ is. If we want to live in influence for him. As we were studying, we were talking about this series, Jonathan shared this statement with me. I want to share it with you today. We teach what we know we reproduce who we are. I could teach you all kinds of things I know. Went to school for that. Took some really hard tests. Most of them I passed. We reproduce who we are. Now, there's some things about me I hope some other people catch on. Some other things you probably ought to leave behind. Like, there's some things I, I, I hope are reproduced. Like, even in, in my family, like, there's some things I hope are not. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed, you will after I tell you this, but I have incredibly tiny ears. If you ever wondered why I mess with my microphone more than any other preacher in the world, it's because I have toddler ears on an adult body. And they don't make toddler mics, all right? And so I have to use an adult mic on toddler ears. And I didn't really want to put past that along, right? But, but that's just the reality of it, you know? And, you know, I'm hoping Daniel one day grows into, like, the, the beard. That I could pass that along. I'm hoping Melanie and Kara do not, right? Like, that would not be a good thing for them, right? I'm not wanting that to be reproduced in them, right? But here's the thing. Spiritually, we have to realize the same thing. Man. We're going to reproduce who we are. Not just what we know. This Uncle Paul's funeral was such a reminder for me yesterday. I was already, I'd already planned the sermon. I sat there and watched, and I thought, man, his funeral in life is like preaching my sermon. No one mentioned a single thing that he taught them. But there's an entire church 
who loves the Lord. He started the church, and they caught it from him. Are you living your faith authentically? It has to be who we are. So the question is, is Jesus Christ Lord of your life? You can't fake it. Have you ever come to that place where by faith you received his grace? Put down your works, no trust in them at all, and said, I need a savior of my soul. Have you ever come to that place of faith? If you've never come to that place here at, this, at the end of our service, we're about to sing a song, myself and some other leaders in our church, maybe here, we'd love to talk to you about how you come to that place in your life. We'd love to share this good news with you. Maybe some of you just need somebody to pray with today. Maybe your prayer would be, I've been living a very inauthentic life and I need to get real about it. I need some folks to talk to. We'd love to pray with you, help you make some connections. So I'm going to bow their head and close their eyes. I'm going to pray for us right now. Father God, I pray this, that if there's anybody in this room today who does not know your mercy and grace, your forgiveness, Lord, I pray that you change their heart right now. You change their life. Lord, I pray that they would confess you as Savior and Lord. They'd be willing to talk to us today, not leave this place still asking questions, still wondering. Father God, for those who are challenged by the fact that they know they're not really living out the faith that they confess, Father God, I pray they keep it real. They'd get real with you, God. They'd get real with some other believers today, this week. Changed. By the mercy and power of Christ. Lord, as we sing this song, I pray that anybody in this place whose spirit, your spirit is speaking to, that they would move obedience to you, response to the hope that is our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in his holy and precious name we pray. Amen.